The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I'll run this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. Welcome to the show and a good Tuesday Eve to you. Mark Air, I'm here. You there at 7.07, seven minutes after 7 o'clock. This is the highly rated Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Gang is all here tonight. The lovely and talented Deborah Green produces the show. The stoic little ticket Longoria on the other side of the takeout window. Low T Chuck screens your calls. We're going to have fun tonight. Last night was kind of uh, an exhausting show, but I appreciate you, uh, you know, letting me do a different kind of show yesterday. But we're going to have fun tonight. Why? Tomorrow's Halloween. We got Johnny Kilbasa with a fast sweet review. Deb's pulled some funny stories. Nothing too sad. Nothing too tragic. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have a good time tonight on the Mark Aram Show. But real quick. Uh, because I didn't get a chance yesterday. Chuck was in uh, Jamaica for a wedding over the weekend. I didn't really ask Come on. how, how that went. I'll tell you to say. Was it good stuff? Oh, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Had you ever been before? I've never been to Jamaica. Neither have I. Yeah. Um, Do you recommend it, though? Uh, it's staying at all-inclusives and yeah. <laughs> in resort life. Don't, yeah, leave in the, don't leave the compound? No. Yeah. Have you ever been to Jamaica, Longoria? No. I've that been to Honduras. That surprises me. Honduras. Yeah. Oh, on your migration up. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, you stopped. <laughs> no, on a cruise we went there one time. Honduras. Mm-hmm. They make good cigars in Honduras. That's all I know about that. Yeah. yeah. It's it it was a it was a wild time. We had a ninety minute ride up over the mountain to the complete opposite side of the island. Yeah. It's it's gorgeous. I, yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, but all I know from uh, Jamaica is the uh, Anthony Bourdain parts unknown. Episode. It's, that's really all I know. It, it, I mean, that captured a good yeah. chunk of, of of what it's like. You been to Jamaica, Deb? Been to a concert in Kingston. Kingston, New York. Yes, Kingston, New York. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No one's been to Kingston, New York. I'm very. Uh, you really? So you went? <laughs> yeah. One of my friends is in a band, and every once in a while, I'll go meet him on tour. So and it was I met a, I met him down there once. It was an excuse to go. Lars they, they pay for it. I wish. Yeah. No. no. But yeah, so it was an excuse to go down. So there. you've been fun. to Jamaica, though. Yeah. All right, that, you didn't have to get all technical. On. <laughs> I said yes. Veronica Waters uh, live in studio, uh, getting our dinner ready. Um, you, use that mic there. Have you ever been to uh, Jamaica? You're a world, world traveler. I don't think I have, unless it was one of those stops I did on that on cruise, cruise I took many, many years ago. Interesting. I don't know. All right, I, I'm going to go on a limb and say I'll, I'll never go to Jamaica. Why? I just there's so many other places I want to go to. And the number one reason to go to Jamaica isn't something that I'm into anymore. The number one reason to go to Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, at 21, yeah, Jamaica. But you know, now at 29, it's it's a no. Yeah, probably not. Mm -hmm. Um, So where where's the next place? Top of the Mark Aram travel. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna follow Michelle Wright's footsteps. Did you see where she just came back from vacation? Did she do a mission trip? Yes, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> okay. But Mark, do a mission trip. That'd she went hilarious. to. Uh, she combined the mission trip. She went to Italy and Israel on the oh, same wow. trip. How cool is that? Blessed. So those are the two places. I'm very blessed. Those are the two places that I want to go to. Um, so yeah. All right. So good job, so, Chuck. Can, um, before you get back to your show, do you yeah. want a fried Alaskan Pollock? Uh, no, burrito no. or do you, okay, a you burrito. want chicken? Yeah, just a regular chicken All burrito. Right, got it. Do you want one? No, I'm good. All right, I got a roast at home. Um, okay, so good stuff. Thank you, Chuck, for doing that. All right, so uh, we're going to do a little Halloween preview show tonight. Um, before uh, we get into the Halloween preview, have you guys ever heard of Boo Baskets? Boo Baskets? Like oh, Halloween, Halloween Baskets? Yes. Yeah, so 
Easter baskets for Halloween? No, well, I don't know. This is all new to me. So I opened okay. my door the other day, my front door, and there's a gift basket in front of my door. And inside there's candy and dog treats and a magazine and like all this stuff. And there's a piece of paper in there. It says, you've been booed. Make two baskets and give them to other neighbors. Oh, okay. awful. So I know, right? <laughs> so I'm like, well, what do I do with this? Like, you know, this is work. But it was nice to get gifts, and and Maya was like, oh, I boo baskets, I love. Them. So I'm like, you, this is your project. Yeah, go you go ahead. ahead and do it. So you apparently, after you've been booed, you you have a sign. They give you a sign. You you put it on your door. Uh, I've been booed, so no one gives you another basket. So right. everyone gets, you know, uh, no yeah, two okay. boos for you. No two boos for you. So Maya loved this idea. Goes to Target. Gets like a little bottle of champagne, candy, oh. all this stuff, and so they just handed you a bill, is what they did. <laughs> well, you don't have to do it, I guess. <laughs> no, but they essentially handed. Basically, you a bill. if Maya wasn't over, the that the boo would have ended right there. Okay. So you don't, you don't know who sent it to you, though. No right? idea. It's anonymous. But they obviously know they you. know me because they they dog there were right. dog treats in there. Well, you could have split their boo basket. Maya, that's what I would do. <laughs> so. Uh, so I, I was like, you know, if Maya wasn't at my house, that would have ended. It was like breaking a chain letter. Do you guys remember chain letters? <laughs> yeah. Or like pay it, the pay it forward thing. Yeah. Like when people pay behind, you know, I'll yeah. pick up their tab kind yeah. of thing. Um, so it would have, you know, it would have ended with me. But Maya's like, oh, let's do it, you know. So she goes to Target and makes these amazing boo baskets, makes color copies of the boo thing that you got to stick up, whatever. Like she, she's a, a teacher, so she loves projects like this. So I'm like, all right, you go ahead and you pick two. Uh, two neighbors that you want to do. She's like, okay, I like this person, and I like this couple, blah, blah, blah. So she does it. I wake up in the morning. I come out. We have another boo basket on our front porch. And I'm like, that's weird because we have the sign that says we've been booed. Right. Someone re-gifted our boo basket. <laughs> Maybe they just didn't like it. No, they took stuff out. Oh, they, that is the best. They took some of the stuff out. They took some. Of, they took the good candy out. They took. They oh, left nice. the, the champagne in there. They left the candy corn. Yeah, they no left. No one the, likes candy corn. So like half the stuff that I put in there was now back on our front porch, <laughs> and I'm like, what? What's going Why do on that, here? Though? It's obvious that you've already had. Yeah, there's a one. sign on the door right. that says "We've been booed." You think it's, they missed it? It's a big sign. Well, obviously they did it at like two in the morning. That's what I'm saying. Because at three in the morning it was there, so maybe they didn't see the sign. Was there a dollar limit on the boo basket? Maybe, I, maybe I, they brought. No, maybe they took some stuff out and said, "Okay, you gave too much. Here's the rest of your stuff." I back. don't know. There's no rules or anything, Veronica. This is all off the cuff kind of stuff. This this know. never happened before. I'd like to give Maya my address, <laughs> so she <laughs> can send me a basket. But you know who they yeah. are because she only went to two people's houses. Just go, oh, yeah. Give it back to them. See how long that goes back and forth. Well, that's the thing. Now, but now, so that person that regifted the boo basket. Like the, the, the chain is is cut a little bit because I'm not doing it again, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I do I just take that half a basket and put it on someone else's door now? No, I say you give up. It's done, right? Yeah, just All be right. done with it. This yeah, is nonsense. Give up. Thank you. I mean, it's a sweet, you know, for normal people. This is this is a sweet thing for people that like people. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you were supposed Nobody to take on one thing out and then give the rest to somebody else. I honestly, maybe I don't know. <laughs> maybe but that's what they did. Maya's good at following directions, though. I think she, you know, yeah, she knew. Yeah. I mean, she got these fancy little pumpkin baskets, and she put time, effort, and money into this thing, and is yet to ask for me to reimburse her yet, which is <laughs> I'm curious about. But so, well, I, I, there's many layers to this story that I find weird. The fact that. This thing actually exists, this boo basket giving tree. 
and that someone would actually re-gift a boo basket. I want to say somebody did that in our neighborhood last year, but I don't remember it being around Halloween. I remember it being like another holiday, but I don't remember if it was a Christmas or Thanksgiving or something like that. Are you yeah. opposed to the re-gifting part? Like, well, that's it... that's what we're going to talk about. Because I love re-gifting. We're, we're going to talk about re-gifting Sweet. because I had my mom just uh, a couple weeks ago when I went home to Connecticut told me a story about their uh, their wedding. Yeah. And <laughs> nice. They someone regifted not the gift that like it was I think it was her cousin. So her cousin got married and then my mom got married like 6 months later and the the cousin gives my parents a wedding gift. It was like uh I don't know, a gravy boat or some something yeah. freaking ridiculous like that that yeah. people, you know, you'll never use. And it was like a nice gravy boat, but inside was a card, you know, hey dear Jane and Dennis, congrats on your wedding, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And totally, they re-gifted the gravy boat from their wedding six months earlier. So I want to talk about, we're going to talk about Halloween, but the the are there rules in re-gifting and, and, and some, some funny re-gifting stories I'd love to hear? Chuck? I re-gift so much that 20 years ago I realized I have to put sticky notes on the gifts I do not want and I know I'm... So, so you don't I give don't it back to him. Accidentally give it back to. The so same you are person. you are a regifter. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I get so much crap. I I traditionally am not a regifter unless it's it uh, me so much money. Liquor or wine, I'll regift liquor and wine. Yes, because I get so much liquor, even though people, I'm not a big drinker, but people are like, oh, give that guy a bottle of something. You know, yeah. <laughs> he obviously needs something. <laughs> so I'll, but like a regular gift, I don't often regift at all. Um, it doesn't happen as much anymore now that I've gotten old and I don't get a lot of stuff. But in my 20s, for like birthdays, I would just get things. I'm like, my parents would buy me something like this is useless. I regifted all the time. You regifted that but label I had maker. To, I had to start putting the label maker, definitely. <laughs> I, just, I did. I, I have sticky notes on things in our pantry right now that I am going to give to somebody. I just have to make sure I don't accidentally forget and nice. give it to the same person that gave it to did, me. You, you just got married not too long ago, Brian. It was a two-year anniversary? One year? Two years. Two years. I, I probably didn't get you a gift, right? I got you a, I wrote you a check, right? Yes, I believe you did. Yeah. Very generous check. I'm not a, I don't. Hard to re-gift a check. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, go ahead. You yeah, can I'm give that money that to somebody. Yeah. I'm not cashing that to somebody. Um, but, but traditionally, like, so I don't give, like, for weddings, I never get anything off the registry. Because a couple doesn't want it. They want money. You give a couple of money when they're getting married. You don't give them a great. That's what the book. dollar dance is for. They don't have dollar dances. I never heard of that. Yeah. What is, that's a, See, I I told, yeah, we have dollar dances. I've, I've seen dollar that. Dances. I've seen what, that what on birthdays. And, um, and I just saw it at like a, yeah. At a strip club? That was new I know those me, dollar dances. Exactly. <laughs> so your wife would give me a lap dance for a buck? No, What's no, that? no, no. All the women dance with the, the groom and all the men dance with the, the bride. At the wedding? dollar to dance. Yeah. Like they like you just dance for a few seconds. You've never heard of this? And you give like money. It doesn't have to, they call it a dollar dance, but most people give like five and 20. And you call Jewish people cheap. A dollar? No, no, that's the thing. They call it the dollar dance. They call it the dollar dance. But they, I've been to weddings with a hundred people. Yeah. I made like two grand that night. And that was probably just cousins, right? Yeah. Yeah. We had a lot of cousins. I banked. We took that money with us on our honeymoon. I've never heard of such a thing. You didn't have that at your wedding, Veronica. No, I did not. I did not. My grandmother's friend made a special bag for me to hold my money in. Nothing to do with it. Really? Yeah. Kind of like Goodfellas? Mr. and Mrs. Longoria on it. The scene from Goodfellas where they're just handed the Yeah, exactly. Same thing. But I just can't believe you've dance. never heard. None of the weddings you've ever been to, even not never. I've never even heard, no, never even heard of a dollar dance. Not wow. a, not a single thing. All right, so we're gonna start. We're gonna talk Halloween. <laughs> we'll get some fun stuff. But I want some good regifting stories. And are you uh, in favor of or opposed to regifting? Because I got a boo basket regifted literally eight hours 
Eight hours later, we gave this we gave this person or this couple. I won't. Uh, I don't know who it was. We gave him this boo basket. Eight hours later, it's back on my front porch, regifted with all the all the good bits taken out. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Hang tight. More to come. This is The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show. 724, 62 degrees on Peachtree Street. Talking about uh, re-gifting. Are you a fan of re-gifting? Any good re-gifting stories? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Rich joins us in Norcross, Georgia. Rich, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How are you? Love the show. Thank you, Rich. What's going on? Not much. So uh, a, a couple of things for you real quick. First is I'm... Um, I am a wedding DJ and own a wedding DJ company, and we uh, dollar dances happen all the time. As a matter of fact, we have eight weddings this weekend, and three of them they're actually doing dollar dances. That's so, um, I've been to I don't know dozens of weddings. I've never heard or you know seen or even heard of a dollar dance before. Yeah, you know it's it, it was uh, traditionally a northern tradition, and it's kind of transplanted here. Um, as more people have, have come down from the north to, to our great state of Georgia. So, uh, but yeah, we do them all the time and they're very successful. Brian Grooms make a lot of money off of them. How, now, so, how much uh, time out of the wedding is lost doing the dollar dances though? You know, usually, um, these, it used to be just the bride. These days, the bride and groom both do them. Um, you'll have the guys line up to dance with the bride and the girls line up to dance with the groom. And you play three or four songs and have uh, have them kind of work in and out. Like every 30 seconds, somebody cuts in. They they pay the money to the maid of honor or the best man and then get a little 30-second dance with the bride and groom. So probably maybe 15 minutes. Have you ever seen it go sideways where, like, the groomsman gets a little too handsy with the bride or something like that? Now, I haven't done that, but I have seen where nobody wants to line up and dance with the groom, but there's a big line for the bride. Well, so that's, that's understandable, to, yeah. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you kind of have to equal that one out. So you have to you you send the uh, the guys in a, a little faster, and so the come kind of equal the lines out, so you you don't see the disparity. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, they they happen all thing. the time. So all right. fair enough. You listen, you learn something new every day. I had no idea that uh, that there was a dollar dance thing. Did you have one at your wedding, Chuck? Do- no, no. Oh yeah, it was in Montana with four people. Yeah, he he would have made six dollars. Jackson, Jackson, Douglasville. Jack, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. Love the show. Thank you, brother. Hey, uh, I'm a big fan of regifting. Actually, when our son uh, was born, uh, Christmas came around before his first birthday, and we got a lot of gifts for him, an insane amount of gifts. So we actually took a lot of them and put them up in the attic. And then for his birthday, we his first birthday, we rewrapped a bunch of them. That's and gave them back to awesome. Him. That's fantastic. And he had no idea, right? No, he had yeah. no idea. He, yeah. lo- he loved it. He got he got to play with the boxes all over. So again. you you so regift to a kid, stoked. but would you regift to uh, you know someone else like outside of your family? You know, a birthday party or anniversary or wedding or something like that. Um, I don't know that we ever have before. Most of the stuff we get that it might end up uh, at. Uh, goodwill or something if we don't really care for it all that much yeah you know what that reminds me i gotta i've got so much stuff i gotta take to goodwill crates of stuff that i gotta take to, to goodwill i'm not gonna re-gift it chuck i'm gonna give it to goodwill talking re-gifting dollar dances and more we'll do a halloween preview 
And uh, Johnny Kielbasa, the Fatser Review. What more do you want on a Tuesday? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Yo, what up, y'all? It's Jermaine Dupree, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. Yeah, y'all know what this is. the show 737 23 in front of eight mark aram and gang with you on all hollows eve the eve before halloween i don't know what you'd call it but halloween's tomorrow so that means uh, these guys are off because you're gonna go trick-or-treating with your kids so yep. i'll be uh i'll be solo tomorrow but little sanjay will join me with uh, would you rather but uh enjoy trick-or-treating we'll get to that in just a second i want to finish up on any calls on re-gifting i got re-gifted a boo basket which i didn't i didn't know boo basket was a thing Till the other day, I didn't know dollar dances were a thing till about ten minutes ago. Um, Do you know much? I don't know much. I feel, I feel like we're no. always stumbling into things yeah. that we've never heard of. Which I've is lived a very happens. sheltered, weird life. Apparently. Yeah, oh. especially for a guy that seems like you're out and about. And yeah, see things. I just no, apparently not. Uh, but I want to talk about regifting. Chuck's a big regifter. Do you regift, it. Longo? No, no. I'm Deb against Green? it. Oh yeah. Do you? Do Absolutely. you? Do you gift station stuff? What have you, you ever done that? Station stuff? Like, you, like so I get... Station swag? Well, not even swag, but like I get a lot of stuff sent to me at the station, like oh, books and... yeah. Did you, you, you've oh, done that? Yeah, yeah, when you get like, the, hey, check this out. Absolutely. Yeah. I just got to remember not to give it to somebody else in the building. I got yeah. that Mitch album book on my desk. My dad's getting that for uh, for his birthday. He doesn't... Yeah, I hope he's not listening. But uh, yeah, I <laughs> do that Mitch a lot. album? I do. That's not really a gift though. Like, well, I guess that was a gift to me. But I've, I'm giving stuff. Well, it is a gift. Yeah, all right. So I do re-gift. <laughs> I re-gift stuff I get to the sta- that uh, gets sent to me to the station sure. quite often. Uh, re-gifting, uh, your thoughts on that, yay or nay, and any funny stories about re-gifting. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Mike joins us in uh, Powder Springs, Georgia. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you guys doing? What's up, brother? Hey, years ago, I called a couple weeks ago. I used to work at the National Park Service, and one of our friends had a pet snake little gopher snake we used to raise rats to feed it we started sending one of the rats through the mail to each other as a gift a live rat a live rat we had our own post office so it wasn't like going through the whole system everything went fine because you get the rat you'd feed it take care of it day then you'd mail it to one of your friends and he'd get it the same day that's i don't know how i feel about that like was there <laughs> whole like how would, what would you how would you package a rat in a, in a cardboard box with holes in it that's so weird. Did it bounced around? Yeah, I don't think you could do that in 2018. You, no, you can't do a lot of things that we were allowed to do. I think that. that would be considered a suspicious package, uh, sending a rat in a in a box. That's that's interesting. All right, so I guess that's kind of a re-gift. Yeah, well, it was in the days when nobody had any money. We all had something to do with the winter. Yeah, just just send a that poor rat. Well, I guess he was going to get eaten by a snake well, anyway. Well, he was going to get eaten in the yeah. end. So at least, at least you sent him on a journey before his... Uh, ultimate demise so he had a little excitement and he got to meet a lot of different people exactly right exactly right all right mike good job 
I want to, um, that reminds me of something I want to do. So my, my dog Bosco is 13 now and like, she's getting up there and I'm thinking like before she passes, I want to like do a great road trip with her. You know, you ever see that commercial where the guy takes his golden retriever who's, yeah. who's dying and they go to the beach and like all this stuff. So I'm thinking about doing that for Bosco, like taking her to New York city, have her, you know, eat crap off the street in New York City and <laughs> yeah, that'd be fantastic. take her to the beach. Like go all what do you think what do you think about that? Is that too sentimental and dumb or is that uh No, because the organization that I raised the money for for the marathon, yeah, yeah. they do that. Dogs with terminal cancer that they know they have to put down. Yeah. They give them like a one last day. And they take him to like a really nice restaurant and get him really expensive. They taken one dog. They took to Ruth's Chris. Wow. Got it. A yeah. Got us. And then little stuff like they'll they'll go yeah. to the park. But yeah, they do. So like I'm not kinda... weird for thinking about doing that. Nope, not at all. all. Right. I'll need ideas. Not yet. Hopefully not for yeah. like ten more years or something. But um, I might need suggestions on what to do with Bosco's last road trip. Because uh, I think how old be... did you say Bosco was? Thirteen. Ten more years. I don't know. I'm hoping. Twenty three. <laughs> yeah, no I'm hoping. Way. Listen. She lives a very start planning that she lives now. a very sedentary lifestyle, so it might be okay. <laughs> uh, Russ is in Rome, Georgia. Russ, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Hey, Mark. Uh, love the show. Thank you, buddy. Um, when uh, I first got married, my first Christmas with my in-law family, um, they do a they call it a white elephant Christmas, but it, I've also heard it called a Chinese Christmas. Yeah, we don't do we don't call that it anymore. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> puts in uh everybody brings two gifts and you draw a number and when your numbers pick you pick whichever gift you want correct well that first year somebody had brought a it was a leather elephant statue it's real pretty and my sister-in-law uh brought a rusty pocket knife that she had found <laughs> digging in her garden and and every year for 20 years, that elephant and that rusty pocket knife has come back. That's hilarious. That's <clears throat> awesome. I went so to... It's uh, kind so of like one of the things everybody sits around going, like, who's going to get the pocket knife? <laughs> I never... Uh, I, I did my first white elephant kind of thing last year, and we talked about it on the show. It was a white elephant uh, Christmas tree ornament exchange where everyone brings uh, an ornament and you do the same basically same thing you did Russ where you you know you, you pick and you get to choose or whatever and I remember getting yeah. so mad but you remember that Longoria because the one couple yes. <laughs> they they brought their ornaments and then they schemed to make sure they left with the ornaments they came with and I got so mad at that yeah he was so upset about it I forgot about that that was like a two day conversation yeah, yeah it was I'm still you heated about it because and and believe me I've had people come up to me since they're like you're absolutely right that's that's so wrong so we're going to do it again uh, the same couple's going to have the party, and believe me, I'm ca- like last year. I was like, well, maybe that's okay, and you know, I don't want to raise any. I've never been to this. No, that's or- just- yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> so I, I'm bringing both guns a blazing with that that idiot couple this year for sure. Uh, I'll keep you posted on I that. I want a full report. Yeah, uh, Luke is in Cumming, Georgia. Luke, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? What up, buddy? Not, not much. Uh, first, I just wanted to thank you because I had no idea what the uh, the boo basket thing was either until I heard you talk about it. Actually, so did you? Uh, have I, you gotten a boo basket? I haven't because I live in a kind of a rural neighborhood. The house is really far apart. I don't think anybody else probably knows about it either. All right. Uh, but I work at a, a delivery joint, so I end up going to neighborhoods all the time, and I kept seeing it on people's doors, and I was like, "What? What does this mean? I have no <laughs> yeah, idea. What is this crap?" Yeah, so I might actually end up doing that for uh, my family's neighborhood, actually. Yeah, I, listen, I, I, I love it. It's sweet. As long as people, 
aren't lazy like me and continue to give the boo baskets. Like, again, if, if, if my girlfriend wasn't at my house when I got the boo basket, it would have ended right there. I would have been, what am I going to do? You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, if, I, if I had the extra money and flying around, I might do something like that. I would have I would have taken the, the bucket and put like Lysol wipes in it or, you know, mac and cheese, whatever was in my house and like yeah. put it on the next door. But I wouldn't have made signs or anything. Yeah. And then uh, on the topic of re-gifting, I, I guess I don't really do that too terribly often to somebody that's like my uh, younger sibling or younger cousin, someone who uh, doesn't really know very well. I don't ever try to re-gift because I'm afraid someone will know it's something that I already have. Yeah, it's tricky, but you got to. Chuck's got a system. Yeah, man. Chuck's Chuck's got the uh, post-it note on it. it. I got this crappy gift from Aram, and so that's you just put the person's name on it. Yeah, just put who who I got it from. Put a little little yellow sticky note on it. And And your your hot neighbor wife is cool with this. Oh, she's the ultimate regifter. Oh, nice. All right, I'm gonna be keeping an eye on you. See what kind of gifts I get from Chuck. Barbara's in Canton. Barbara, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, how are you? What's going on, Babs? Um. Please, that sounds like me at two. Um, <laughs> one year, we had a group of friends, and they were crafty people, so we all usually shop like at Michael's and things like that. And near the Christmas time, you always get these $5 deals, you know, that are always in the store. Mm-hmm. We get to the party, and there's four packages wrapped differently, but the same size. So when we undid them, and of course, you know what happened. We all had the same thing. You all bought the same thing. Exactly. That's. Do you remember what it was? No, some kind of sewing crafting kit. Something. Oh, all right. Obviously, something five dollars on the way in the door was funny. But uh, I have another suggestion. Yes, Barbara. About your dog yeah. or whatever. Um, you know, you know the story, of Flat Stanley. I know Flat Ronnie. I don't know Flat Stanley. What's Flat Stanley? No, Flat Stanley in in short is a boy that ends up flat, and he goes to different places and gets sent all over the world. So do you have friends that live in other countries and things like that? I've got friends that live in other states. Okay. Well, what you can do is you take a picture of your dog in the car. Okay. And you send the picture oh. to them. And they, are, they are encouraged to take your dog and go along on trips, and they have to, you know. Like in front of the Eiffel Tower, they take a picture exactly. with Bosco. That was in that movie, exactly. uh, Up in the Air, with George Clooney. Did you ever see I that? I don't know. That, that was a pretty Not good movie. Really. Yeah, so that was for their uh, George Clooney's sister was getting married, and um, and they wanted they didn't couldn't afford a honeymoon, so they they sent out a flat um, like stick picture of them, and they asked all their friends to take pictures of uh, the places all over the world. Yeah, have you ever seen that up in the air? No, no, uh-uh. sad movie. It's good, but like you, you at the end of the movie, you're like, geez, Louise, humanity sucks. <laughs> no one take a picture with it or what? No, no, that it's that, that's just like a side get away from that kind of feeling. It's it's the the movie's about George Clooney who's like this uh he his, he lives his life up in the air. He's like uh always traveling. He's a consultant whatever. I'm oh, not going to okay. spoil just it. Lying around. Yeah, so his whole life is up in the air. And it's about him li- living this solitary life and trying to find love. It's I mean it's really good, but it, really at the end of the movie you're like what the heck is going on? So, so it's a ringing endorsement. It's, hard, yeah. it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. I'm going to run home and watch it right now. Uh, Wanda joins us on the show. Hey, Wanda. Hey. Um, you know, my story is going to be a little bit different, and I apologize, but 
I waited and waited last night and didn't get to speak to you because I just wanted to encourage you uh, because we were speaking of Israel and the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. And I know that's not what we're talking about. No, listen, whatever you want to talk about. Well, I had to call you back. I'm a Christian, and I love the Jewish people, and I I loved them even before I was a Christian. It's just a strong feeling I had for them. So if there's anything that comes up against the Jewish people, I stand up right then and there for them and defend them. And let me tell you, if Trump's done anything, anything good and i know he has because i believe in him is that he changed he put jerusalem as the capital of israel okay now all the other things he's done has been good it's been good it's been good for the whole united states and everything and even the world but that's the most important thing that he's done because in god's eyes that's going to be the greatest thing he's done and and i just want to leave you with this god uh it says in the old testament God will bless those who bless Israel, and they'll curse those who curse Israel. So I say to the people in the United States, you better be careful what you're doing. And we've got to stand up and fight for Israel. There you go. Wanda, Wanda, what do you think about re-gifting? Do you have a re-gift? What is re-gift? Like, like, (laughs) let's say um, Longoria gives you a, a Monopoly as a gift for Christmas, and you already have Monopoly, so you turn around and give it to your neighbor, Stan. That's regifting. Like you get okay, a gift okay. and give it to someone else. Do you ever do that? Uh, oh, we give all the time. We love giving. Fact, Under, uh, understood. We, we, we love giving. We uh, there's about four or five Jewish uh, things that I give to to help the. Uh, Wanda, the Wanda, can you hang on the line? Chuck's gonna give you uh, get your address. We're gonna send you a Mark Aram Show Christmas card. Just get her address, Wanda. I gotta go. Otherwise, I would I would love to talk um giving and donald trump uh, and and jewish people all night but we do have to run along we'll come back back more of your calls 404-872-0750 this is the mark aram show welcome back to the show 755 uh tomorrow's halloween we'll talk about halloween candy in just a second but let's get some of these regifting calls out of the way Including my buddy Russ in Gainesville. Russ, hey. come here a minute. I want to talk. You all right, buddy? Oh my God! I've got a new girlfriend. Uh, she's Puerto Rican. Whoa! Five-year-old Puerto Rican. Yeah. Wait, wait. How old? Twenty-five. You're twice her age. Yes, yes, that's true. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. She's grown up. But anyway, she moved in with me Saturday. So, anyways. Leanne, my old girlfriend, came back today also. Oh. And they've been fighting all day, and it's just, God, they're driving. I'm about to have a brain aneurysm. I love the fact that uh, women fight over, over Russ and Gainesville. That's oh awesome. Say hi, ladies. No. no. What's, uh, what's the Puerto Rican um, girl's name? Corrale. Corrale. What does that mean in Spanish, guys? Coral? Sure. Sure. You got to be careful with, I'm not going to say anything. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy Corrale. Okay, that's a good. They're not fighting. No, they're, they're yelling, listen. Yeah. I I think I'm going to move to Gainesville. You know, Russ is. Yeah. You know it's like shooting the water up there. Shoot fish in a barrel up there. Good for you, Russ. Yeah, good on you, buddy. There's an all-girls school here called Bernal. There's like thousands of girls. I'm I'm not stupid. That's one of the reasons I moved here. 
All right, listen. I've got to see a photo. Yeah, we're going to do a, a, a live remote from Russ's apartment in Gainesville. <laughs> um, Russ, enjoy. Listen, en- you're living your best life, Russ. There's, I can't offer you advice. Enjoy, my friend. Enjoy. We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk Halloween candy, more of your calls. Johnny Kilbasa with a faster review. This is The Mark Aram Show. This is Matt Ryan of the Atlanta Falcons, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. I stand alone. I stand alone. Welcome back to the show and a good uh, Tuesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 8.08, eight minutes after 8 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday. 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Everybody here, Deb Green, Longoria, Stoic on the other side of the takeout window. Low T Chuck, always happy to screen your calls. Low T. <laughs> That's a mismatch of, uh, oh, yes. of, of, of personalities and job requirements. Uh-huh. The person that hates people the most has to talk to the most people on the show. <laughs> That's kind of funny. I just realized that. You know, I did that job, and I think part of the reason you hate people is because of the amount of people you talk to. Understood. Yeah. Understood. But you do a fantastic job, Chuck. I try. You keep up the good work. Um, <laughs> but he started oh. off hating people. He, he, <laughs> yeah, he didn't like right. progress to yeah, this. Exactly. Like this has been it. since day one. He was, he was a six-year-old in Montana <laughs> hating people. Um, speaking of Chuck, can I get the uh, Mark Amschel breaking news sounder, Chuck? This is this is just for me. Where Chuck. is Hector? So on Thursday, I think I'm interviewing. Stop. Saul Star. Really? Yes. It's not confirmed yet. Okay. Deadwood uh, character, Longoria. I know. I'm watching Deadwood. Show. Oh, you're watching it now. You watch it too. Oh, absolutely. See, I'm so excited. I'm so cro- excited. fingers crossed. We've already interviewed uh, Dan Doherty. Yep. We've had Dan Doherty on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we gotta meet him. Hell, we hung out with Yeah, that's right. We did. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I'm very excited. So, fingers okay, crossed. Fingers we might, crossed. We might be doing that. That's awesome. I know. little early Christmas gift for is you, he, Is he talking about Deadwood? Or is he- Well, he's gonna. Else? Well, I know, he, I know <laughs> he's going to. No. I didn't know he's- He's talking about some other show. No. <laughs> we're going to talk about Deadwood for sure. Uh, so, yeah. I'm excited about that. Uh, John Hawks, I believe, is the actor's yes. name. But he'll, he'll always be Saul Star to me. Um, real quick, we're talking about re-gifting. That, that's all I'm going to say. Just get back to the phones, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Anne joins us on the program. Hello, Anne. Hey, how are you? What's going on, buddy? Oh, my gosh. Well, you know what? I They started talking about the elephant gifts, and that brought up a memory. But I will say the regifting, A-OK, okay? You're OK with it, OK. Yes, I'm OK with it. But I wanted to tell you a funny story. This is at work, and um, it's about 10, about... Yeah, about 10 of us, and, you know, they range in age, and there was this young fella, you know, that uh, he gives a gingerbread house. This is, and, a, this is a, white uh, Christmas, a white elephant Christmas you're talking about? Yes. Okay, gift exchange, and he has a gingerbread house. He had a gingerbread house, and then the guy that got it, he's like, yeah, 51, 50, I'm not sure, you know, but he's not a young man. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ended up with the gingerbread house. And, and, you know, it was just so funny because he's like, I effing ended up with a gingerbread house. And it was just such a funny story. Everybody started laughing. It was hysterical because the guy that gave it was the young guy, you know, and he didn't know. 
and he went and got a gingerbread house, and so it was just a. What do you, what's the deal that, with those? Do you eat those? Do you eat gingerbread houses, or do you just keep? Yeah, them? Actually, I've never you never do. had a gingerbread house in my life. Never had to make one. You know? No. Well, <laughs> Why the hell would I? Hold on, hold on one second, Ann. Why the hell would I've ever had to make a gingerbread house? Well, you never were a kid. Yeah. I realize you were Jewish, but <laughs> yeah. No, right. I made a gingerbread synagogue. <laughs> well, same thing. No, right. no, I'm just, I've never known. Really? No, not in school or anything. Wow. Is that? I mean, no, because it's not. Do you live uh, on yeah. the flat earth? Because yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> really, he lives on earth too. And have you ever made a gingerbread house? Um, actually, I helped my nieces make one last Christmas. Oh, yeah. but, all right. So anyway, back to my original question. Do you eat them or do you just keep them? No, they ate them. They ate them. All right. As long as the food's not going to waste. No. I, yeah, I mean, if, you don't eat the whole thing, but like. If someone gave candy. me a gingerbread house, I'd like eat the Like last crap year, out of my it. daughters could take a candy off every night, you know, that they put on there. <laughs> that's it. You're like training them like dogs. <laughs> I am. The that's, the best way to, that's the best way to train them. You can have like one gumdrop off the thing dogs. if you yeah. go hurry, you, hurry, poopies. You go hurry, hurry, poopies today? <laughs> No? Okay. My wife thought that was Mark's thing and not yours. Oh. And when I told her it was yours, she like literally stopped dead in her tracks and just and did like the dog head tilt. She's like, really? <laughs> like she couldn't equate you saying that, but Mark is totally fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's like, that's a Mark thing. No, I'm that's like, no, that that's that's glorious. Uh, mine is, uh, you got to go potty? Want to yeah. go potty? Want to go potty? Anyway. Hurry, hurry, poopies. Hurry, hurry, poopies. <laughs> uh, buddy's in Douglasville. Buddy, welcome to the program. Appreciate it, Mark. And uh, like I said, just talking about regifting. My grandmother lived to be ninety-three. Was the master of regifting. Regifting. Uh, she gave me a box of uh, chocolate-covered cherries one time, and I was a young kid, you know, fat kid, loved chocolate. <laughs> so I'm busting them out, you know. And my dad's looking at them, and if you look at them, you know how what a chocolate-covered cherry is. You know, it's got the cream. Oh, it's inside, delicious! Yeah. Oh, I love those things. Well, the chocolate was all melted down around the cherries, and they were kind of weird looking. I said, I've never seen any like this. My dad goes, don't eat that. Don't eat those things, because they were about five years old. She had just taken them and put them up in the closet and just got them out for Christmas. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but she was notorious for that. Gave my dad a jar of uh, dill pickle slices one year. That's fantastic. So. Um, this is a real story. Um, it was, I, I guess it was like 1992 or 1993. Um, we were driving down for spring break. We were driving down to Fort Lauderdale. And I was like a total broke college kid. Like yep. no money whatsoever. So I had maybe $8 to my name and like a Sunoco gas card. That was it. And we are going down. It was me and three of my buddies, Scratchy, Rocky, and uh, and Joe Russo. We're driving down to Fort Lauderdale. We're going to stay at this house with these girls. But I have no money. I've got a gas card, so I can get us. I can pay for gas going down there. But right. I have $7. I have no money for food. So we're driving uh, from college to Fort Lauderdale. I'm like, you know what? Stop at my grandmother's house. She lived in Long Island. I'm like, I'm going to raid her pantry so I have food to eat yeah. on the thing. I thought it was a pretty smart idea. Like, Grandma loves to see me, blah, blah, blah. So we pull into Grandma's house. I'm like, hey, Grandma. Um, we're, we're collecting canned foods for a soup kitchen. Can I, uh, can I raid your pantry? She's like, oh, sure, Mark. Go ahead. So I go in and I'm, I'm like, you know, chunky soup and SpaghettiOs, like everything canned. Like I fill up this big box and I told her it was for the soup kitchen, but it was really for me to get to, to, to eat. So we get down to Fort Lauderdale and I'm like, I'm starving. I crack open, um, the, the box of the canned goods that I jacked for my grandmother. 
and the canned goods expired 10 years prior. (laughs) 10 years prior. And my buddy Rocky's like, that's still fine, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I remember it was like a a can of... Chunky uh, sirloin burger soup yeah, or whatever. Oh, I see. And, and I, I, I cracked that can. I opened it with a can opener. This is before the pop top cans. Yeah. And the stuff inside looked like alien poop. <laughs> <laughs> it was like green and moldy. Oh, and I'm like, so basically, I starved for uh, for the whole spring break. But yeah, grandmothers they they don't throw stuff away. Nope. Notorious. Got a uh, a vacuum cleaner flashlight one year as a kid. Dad. You know, you're an eight year old kid with a. I'm a guy. Hey, I got a vacuum cleaner flashlight, baby. Wait, hold on a second. You know? It was a flashlight shaped like a vacuum cleaner. It was a it was a regular flashlight, but it had a little switch on it with a little bitty bag, like a little coin purse. You could flip it on and vacuum stuff up while you're in the dark. You know? That's actually kind of amazing. I think I would like that. Yeah, vacuum cleaner flashlight. Oh, buddy, fantastic stories, my enjoy, friend. Enjoy your show. Listen Thank- to you guys all the time. I'm a teacher and a coach at Chapel Hill, and we laugh about you guys. Oh, that's time. awesome. Thank you, dude. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. All yes, sir. right. Uh, I think I know what I want for Christmas now. <laughs> a vacuum flashlight. Well, I'll that look is for that. Amazing. Vacuum. Yeah. Did Did you grandmothers do that? Then just not throw stuff away. Oh yeah, all the time. Like, I mean, this wasn't like oh, it expired in you know two months ago. Ten years. So this thing, <laughs> this soup was done in eighteen in nineteen eighty three, and I and I pulled it out. And she lived to be you know almost ninety, eating this expired food. She, my grandmother, before she passed, asked me to to clean out her freezer. She yeah. had those giant deep freeze oh, freezers, yeah. the huge ones. I'm upended in it trying to pull stuff out. I pulled things out at the time I was twenty four, twenty five, were older than me. Where, where was this? In, in in her basement, in her in Montana. Yes, in Montana. <laughs> I know what you're going for, <laughs> jerk. Yeah, in Montana. She made me go, and I started looking at some of the stuff. And all I remember was I was looking at a box of frozen cordon bleu chicken. Oh, I love those things. From like, do you remember the Swan Man? The yeah, guy used to drive around yeah, yeah. in the yellow, whatever. With the freezer truck. Yeah, the freezer yeah. truck. And the ex the 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 cell date or expiration date was before I was born. So it was pre-1978, and this is like 2002, 2003. Did you eat them or throw them away? Hell no, I threw all that stuff away. She goes, was there anything good in there? I'm like, nah, Grandma, it was awesome. It was all bad. I mean, she would have kept it if I wasn't the one doing I'm, it. I'm anal when it comes to, to expiration there. dates. Like, I won't mess yeah. around. If it if it expires tomorrow, I won't eat it. You're that, my wife, man. Yeah, I, I don't. i past the expiration date. Griffey's out there. Jennifer Griffey's, who, uh, what state are you from, Jennifer? I forgot originally. Idaho. Where again? Idaho. All right. So Jennifer, she'll eat expired yogurt. Ew. That's like dairy. I won't. Know. Like it's like eight months gone. She's like it's fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's it's, bad. She's I can't. Also vegetarian. So. Yeah. I don't mess with. I don't mess with expired crap. Uh, Frank's in Snellville. Frank, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. This is about Bosco. Okay. Go ahead, Frank. Yes, please. Frank George Island, Florida. Would be a wonderful place. Let me write that down. Is it dog friendly beaches? Down the beach. Dog friendly? A hundred percent dog friendly. Oh, excellent. St. George Island, Florida. All right. Barrier Island in front of Apalachicola Bay. Oh, that sounds fantastic. How's the how's the food down there? It's good. It's all local. Yeah. It's all local, no franchise, one red light in the whole county. What's the what's the spec grouper, I would imagine, would be the the Catch well, of the day. Gr- gr- grouper is that's good. Some snapper, uh, uh, 
oysters, of course, and Tapalachicola, and a lot of shrimp. Okay. All right. Bosco and I both love, we love all that stuff. All right. St. George Island. Thank you, buddy. Again, hopefully this is 10 years. I got to do the Bosco going away tour, but uh, it's nice to have uh, locations set down. All right. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. We'll be right back. This is the Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show, 824, 60 degrees on Peachtree Street. It's so weird. It was freezing this morning when I got up. Like, I put on a winter jacket coming to work this morning at 4 a.m., and I wake up this afternoon, it was 70. It's crazy, Longoria. I know. It's supposed to be hot tomorrow. How am I supposed to make a gingerbread house when I don't know if it's going to be 30 or 70? I don't know. Temperature matters when it makes, you know, I've made a a lot of gingerbread houses in my day, (laughs) and uh, temperature matters. Anyway, Michael's in Canton. Michael, welcome to the program. Hello, sir. Hey, how you doing, fellas? What's uh, going on? Show, Mark. Thank you, buddy. Hey, listen, talk about great gifting. Uh, a few years back, uh, we used to we would uh, address gifts to the family. Uh, we'd all get together Christmas morning and open them up, and then we bought we would buy a, a bunch of different things, wrap them, not put to it who it's from or who it's to, uh, and you know if there was ever somebody there, you know somebody would always bring guests and whatnot. They would have a gift to open. Uh, we always had people at our house that didn't have a place to go. Uh, one year, I had a, I actually got a gift from somebody that was a joke. It was a DVD, an adult DVD. Um, I'm not going to get graphic. It <laughs> okay. Called, it was called Senior Swingers. Oh, okay. my was, goodness. That my hand that got uh, 65 and up was in the DVD. So I wrapped it up, and I didn't put a label on it, and I put it on another Christmas tree. Well, my brother decided that he wanted to open it. And he, so he did, and there it was, a DVD. Nobody fessed up to doing it. My, my folks, my dad was still alive at the time. Everybody was appalled at where this came from. And they naturally assumed that it was them, being the older crowd, that did this. It got passed around, and I just recently got it back in the last few years it came back to me. Um, the funny thing was is it went around. Nobody fessed up to it. My brother got it uh, a few years back. He actually kept it. And then I finally <laughs> got it back to me now. Wait, Longoria has a question. He wants to know if it was Senior Swingers 1 or 2. Because two, he says, was a lot better it than was, it was a lot better than one. There was a so <laughs> we did a car wash for uh, you know to raise money for our baseball team in high school, and the guy the guy that owned the local uh, like comic book store came by. I won't say his name to protect his first name was Jack, so he brings by okay. um, he had like a Ford Bronco, and he brings it by because we all used to go to the baseball card in the comic book store. And he's like, hey guys, can you wash my car? And this was inside and out. You know, we'll vacuum the inside and. We'll do this. So me and my buddy Chris Lena go to vacuum the back of the Bronco. You know, you open up the back thing, and there was two boxes of VHS porn tapes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he didn't think to like take them out of his thing. And I'll never forget the title on the on the front one, the first VHS tape. Um, maybe Deb, you can try to get this. Um, it was called Black Taboo Two. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah, so be, be careful, Chuck, when you're taking the uh, truck to those uh, fundraisers where they wash the car. Black Taboo 2. See if, see if it's available on eBay, Deb. I really want to know what, or the, uh, the ratings, what kind of ratings it got on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. All right, we'll come back. Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review. This is the Mark Aram Show. Hey, this is former governor of Texas, Rick Perry, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. <laughs> He packed in the animals two by two, ox, camel, and a 
kangaroo. Pack them in that ox so tight. I couldn't get no sleep that night. Roll the dust, chip and ham. Tell me about that master plan. Welcome back to the show. 837-23 in front of 9. Mark Aram and the Bananas with you till 9 in the p.m. Don't forget, if you want a Mark Aram Show Christmas card, they're going fast. You need to jump on board. Email your uh, full name and mailing address to lowtchuck at wsbradio.com. It's L-O-W-T-C-H-U-C-K at uh, wsbradio.com because uh, we're half of them are already filled. Yeah, it's a little over half. half yeah. yeah, so uh, get on that if you want to mark Aram Show Christmas card. If not, that's cool. I understand. Maybe next year. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. We'll get to uh, Johnny Cabasa in just a moment. Carol joins us in Atlanta. Carol, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How are you? I'm doing well tonight. How about you guys? Excellent. What's going on? Well, uh, since I've been holding, we've gotten on to re-gifting, so I thought I'd give you an Atlanta Bells personal feelings about that okay all right only if you are dead level certain you won't get called out <laughs> you need a foolproof plan you need an alibi yes indeed yeah uh what i really called about mark was the gentleman who was on before the hour breaks the news talking about uh from gainesville Russ. talking about having a new 25 year old girlfriend mm-hmm. and the old girlfriend showed up yes and i have a dedication for him okay. uh, a song <laughs> okay. that i think most of your audience will be familiar with it's molly hatchet flirting with disaster yeah well listen russ lives on the edge can, uh-huh. can you find that song, and, Longoria? Uh, uh, sure. Molly Hatchet, Flirting with Disaster. Oh, man, y'all cue it up. But I have one more comment, <laughs> yes, then dear. I'll let you go. I'm almost at my destination. Okay. My GPS keeps dropping out in damn metro, excuse me, metro Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know what's up with that, but uh, I'm getting along. Uh, number two item is that fella ought to buy that girl a silver and coral bracelet. And... Uh, that's what I got for you tonight, besides saying we in South Carolina know who we'd vote for for Georgia's governor, and <laughs> I don't have much hope for Metro Atlanta, but the rest of y'all better get out there and vote Republican. Thank you, thank you, Carol, for the uh, the call and the political commentary at the end. Did you find that song, Longoria? Flirting with Disaster? I did. I'm not sure if this is it, but I'll play some of it. All right. This goes out to Russ. That's it. Yeah. Russ is basically the evil Knievel of dating. You know, there's no canyon too big that he won't try to jump. I just hope we're there when he finally misses. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Taylor's in Bethlehem, T-Bone picking one of the few women in North Georgia that has not dated Russ in Gainesville. What's going on, Taylor? I'm just getting ready for tomorrow. Big day for you, Taylor. You're a big Halloween fan. It is a big day. I've got more of the red velvet cupcakes just came out of the oven. Nice. We're hosting a big shindig. What time should Russ and I be there? Um, if you can find me, 6.30. <laughs> okay, no. Actually, I'll be on TV till 7 tomorrow, so I can't. Uh, but thank you. Well, you, know, you you and I and everyone else is always welcome. Excellent, excellent. Are you a re-gifter? What are you calling about? I was just calling to wish you guys a happy Halloween. Oh, thank you, Taylor. I don't really re-gift things because I think you know, everything people give me is yeah, special. Because exactly. put some thought into it. Exactly. Um, what are you dressing up for tomorrow, by the way? I'm going to be a skeleton, so I did. A, I posted a preview of my makeup, but it'll be a little bit different tomorrow. How much? Uh, how can we find that? Uh, folks want to see that on Instagram. Are you open? Are you private? What are you? Um, I 
I am private, but I'm open to accepting new people. I am the Brazen Dietitian. Yes, the Brazen Dietitian on Instagram if you want to see. And she approves you, uh, what Taylor looks like in a skeleton costume. Well, I look forward to uh, getting a post-Halloween recap from you, buddy. All right. I will, I will definitely call in. All right. Thanks, Taylor. 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. And now, on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Joining us live on the Greasy Salty Hotline from Parts Unknown, Height Unknown, Weight. Ooh, we do not want to know. Johnny Kielbasa and the ever-so-popular Fast Food Review. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Mark Aram. I'm wrapped in bacon. I'm here for the take, and I'm covered with cheese. And uh, hot, bop, bop, yeah! I'm always flirting with disaster on the Mark Aram show. <laughs> well done. All right, Johnny, before we get to uh, tonight's uh, fast food menu, i got to tell you a story. This is for everybody, not just Johnny. Listen up. You're going to love this. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe, uh, yeah, Johnny Kielbasa tells us about this great new deal in Dunkin' Donuts, um, two for five dollar deal. You'd almost sucker for two for five dollars because, you know, five bucks. And it was something I love. It's the uh, bacon, egg and cheese croissants at Dunkin' Donuts, two for five bucks. I love the egg and cheese croissants at Dunkin' Donuts. My buddy used to work there when I was in high school. He'd make them for me. They were so good. I'm a big fan of the egg and cheese croissants. I don't eat them with bacon anymore, though, obviously. So I drive in there. I mean, let me just say, I really love this sandwich. Buttery croissant, you get the melted cheese, the egg, it's fantastic. Like a real egg, not a, you know, an egg patty. So I go to the, I go to, uh, I'm not even going to say the location. I go to a Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru. And I say to the guy. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to say. It wasn't even in Georgia. It was in West Virginia. So I go to this Dunkin' Donuts in West Virginia. Again, I love these sandwiches. So Dunkin' Donuts, there's, you're doing nothing wrong. And I say to the guy, I'm like, hey, can I get the two uh, Chris, bacon, egg, and cheese uh, croissants for five bucks? But no bacon, just egg and cheese. And the guy's like, uh, we can't ring it up that way. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, there's no we can't do that. We can't ring it up. I'm like, I'm not looking for it to be cheaper. You know, still charge me five bucks. Right, right. He goes, well, I, I would, you know, I could do bacon on the side. And I'm like, can't you ring it up and then just shout into the back, hey, dude, hey, hey, Jimmy, don't put the bacon on them. <laughs> he goes, no, we can't do that. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm like, okay, bacon on the side. You know, just whatever you could do. To make it happen, do that. He goes, all right, I'll put the bacon on the side. Because he couldn't bring it up any other way. Uh, yeah. no sense. But it, the, the silver lining was my dogs love me now because I, I got the bacon on the side and I go home and they they love it. So so if, just, uh, you know, I you don't know. You paid the same price. Same price. And you, you just didn't want the bacon, but you got it anyway. I got it anyway because he couldn't bring it up. Any other way, <laughs> well, you what like you like. I'm, I was trying to explain. I'm like, ring it up, you know, do it normal, and then just tell Scott in the in the kitchen, hey, do, just don't put bacon on that. Well, yeah, because he had to tell Scott in the kitchen that he had to put it on the side. <laughs> exactly in the first place. right, Logoria. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. What's the difference? Yeah, there, but anyway, they're fantastic sandwiches. I, I highly recommend yeah. them. There's a I bet there's an exact same situation. I an old Jack Nicholson movie. I think it's called Five Easy Pieces. Is that a Jack Nicholson movie? Where he's sitting in a diner and he wants he just wants to order a toast and they can't give him just toast and like you have and he ends up ordering like a chicken sandwich on toast and she goes but you know just now order me a chicken sandwich on toast 
just hold the chicken. And then she's like, you want me to hold the chicken? And Nicholson's like, I want you to hold it between your knees. Why? <laughs> I did not. Run out and rent that one, everybody. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's on the menu tonight, my friend? Sorry about that. No problem. Double chalupas are back Whoa. at Taco Bell, one of your favorite things, because it's not just a chalupa. It's almost like a chalupa boat. It's almost like a mini taco salad that, you know, it's not just you can't treat it just like a taco because it's wider. So it's, I think this would actually float on water if you put it down there and <laughs> okay. put some of that spray stuff on it. But, yeah, you know, it's almost big enough you can get a fork and sit down on a park bench and kind of eat your double chalupa. It's got whatever you want in there. It's got your ground beef. It's got your sour cream. It's got your nacho cheese sauce. It's got your three-cheese blend, and you can add whatever else you want to it. So it's a double chalupa, wide mouth, wide gauge chalupa. For I mean, and, and maybe you can do it, but it's a challenge if you pick that thing up and actually – you know, deliver it like a taco. But, Mark, I got something else for you. Uh-oh. little breaking news tonight from Taco Bell. All right, let's get the sounder. Where is Hector? Don't forget, America. They had that thing going in the World Series, steal a base, steal a taco. So November 1st, after you're done with all your midweek Halloween parties, run out the Taco Bell. Tell them Johnny Cobasa sent you, and they'll give you a free taco November 1st. All uh, courtesy of Mookie Betts, by the way, yeah. who stole that base. Let me ask the uh, the two uh, cast members of Mexican Descent on the Mark Aram Show, uh, Deb Green and uh, Longoria. Is, is Chalupa an, an, a made-up thing? Is that an American dish, or are that is that truly Mexican? Or did Taco Bell just say, we're making Chalupas, and we're calling them Chalupas? Do we know? Chalupas are real. They're yeah. real? Okay. I didn't know if like Taco Bell's like, let's make something and... Come up with a name for it. It Ch- does mean boats. That's probably why oh, okay. it looks like a boat. Yeah. All right, there you go. We See, we, I learned another thing today. I've learned a lot on the show today. <laughs> All aboard. Johnny, you ever, you ever heard of dollar dances at wedding? Yeah, when you go and dance with the, uh, with, with, when you dance with the bride and you put a little money in the hat. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that sounds a little whorish to me. <laughs> <laughs> She's not stripping. I don't know. It's like, better than giving a gift, you know. Here's here's some money. Well, you don't give a gift. Yeah, you can. But... Wow. All right. Let's you look... don't give a dollar either. You give like twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's Johnny got mad at me all of a sudden. He got mad at me all of a sudden. All right, Johnny K. We appreciate you as always. And if the cholesterol is high, baby. Who am I? Follow me on Twitter. Listen to my podcast on any podcast apps or JohnnyKilbasa.com. JohnnyKilbasa.com for everything Kilbasa-related. Appreciate you, brah. Anytime, brah. All right, there he is, Johnny K and the Fast Food Review. Get that free taco November 1st, Longo. I am. All right. Uh, we'll come back. I got a prize to give away, Deb. Yes, yes I have you a, do. Yes, I do. All right, we'll come back. 404-872-0750. This is The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show. Final segment of the broadcast tomorrow, Halloween special. We didn't get to do our Halloween preview, so I guess I'll do it tomorrow. D joins us in Dallas. D, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Mark. What's going on, D? Um, I, it's not really a regifting; it's more of a revenge. <laughs> um, I had a boss, and we had Christmas parties, and he would we uh, played the white elephant type thing, and eventually I got the worst gift, and that was from my boss, and. He had just had hip surgery, and he had a device used to, you know, stop the chance of uh, pneumonia. Mm-hmm. He had to breathe into it. Well, I got that. So, oh my we're, goodness, we're, we're we're sitting there, you know, what do you do with this? And 
So the next year, we did the same thing at his house, and uh, it came his turn, and he, finally he got the prize that we had brought. And what we brought was my wife had had her baby this year, that year, and uh, we brought her. We gave him a, a breast pump, and when he opened the present and looked at me, and I just started running for the door. He was pretty upset. I don't know. <laughs> I did, think you could kind of. Him a could, while to figure it out. You could come up with a number of uses for a breast pump, I would imagine, <laughs> right? Pumping breasts would be one of them. That'd be one of them. Dan's in Cartersville. Dan, welcome to the program. Hey, Mark. Back to the bridal uh, dance. The dollar dance. I'm from a big Italian family from up north. Mm -hmm. We had about 300 people at our wedding, and uh, we were really relying on the bridal dance money for to get our house and whatnot after you know we got married. Well, during the course of the reception, my mother-in-law comes up to me and tells me she doesn't have the money to pay for the band. Oh no. Uh, so we're already tied on money, right? Yeah. So the wedding's over. My wife and I go to the hotel. And we're in the hotel, and we got the big bridal by the dance box. We get in there, and we pull out like maybe two, $300 in cash, and I'm sticking my hand on it. And, and it feels like the bottom of the box. I'm going, hey, that's all the money we got. You know, we don't have enough money to pay for our uh, house that we've got to move into. Yeah. So I pick the box up to throw it in the trash can. I hear something move. Oh, what the heck? So I ripped the top off of this box. I get down in the box, and here there's one big envelope in there that covered the whole bottom of the box. Underneath of that envelope was anywhere from two to $3,000. You're welcome, Dan. It was my that pleasure. It almost got thrown away. It was my pleasure. I, I've been to a large number <laughs> of... Uh, hang on the line, Dan. I'm going to give you a prize pack. That was good. Well, um, thank you. I've, uh, I've been to a lot of Jewish, I mean, Italian weddings in New York, and I never once saw the bridal, the dollar dance. Uh, let's do Star of the Show, Longoria. Star of the show. Star of the show. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram Star of the Show? You guys all did amazing, but only Veronica Waters bought me a burrito. So Veronica Waters is the star of the show. What did Dan in Cartersville win, my dear Deb? Pair of tickets to see Jeff Lynn's ELO, July 5th, State Farm Arena. Say it again. Jeff Lynn's ELO, Electric Light Orchestra. Really? When is it? <laughs> July 5th. That's awesome. Are you excited for I am real? excited. Thank you. Congratulations, Dan. That's good stuff. All right, I'll be uh, on the show tomorrow. Uh, these guys are going to be trick-or-treating. I'll be on uh, TV as, well, as well from 4 to 7, but you don't care about that. Uh, we'll continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile.